So, hi, Ramanan. Uh, in this episode, uh, we want to talk about uh, the book Switch by the Heath Brothers. So, what was your main takeaway from the book? Was there any framework that you picked up from it? Hi, Harish. Yeah, Switch has uh, a great framework. It's a nine-part framework across three segments. But to understand that better, uh, let us start with something called the Elephant Rider model. Something that the Heath Brothers uh, picked up from another source. Uh, a book by Jonathan Haidt. I think it's been uh, created by researchers before. So think of any kind of change, uh, small or big, as consisting of an elephant and a rider. The elephant is your emotional side. I think uh, people who have already watched us talk about thinking fast and slow know the distinction between system one and system two. So uh, the elephant here is an elephant because your emotional side is very powerful when it is energized. So like the elephant is unstoppable once it starts moving, uh, it can be, you know, it can reach its goal very quickly. On top of it is our rational side, the rider. He's puny in comparison to the elephant, but he can provide the elephant direction. So what this combination does is gives us a very powerful metaphor to think about change. The elephant uh, you know, likes to, is, is very powerful, but it has to be guided. The rider is puny in comparison and can often get overwhelmed with choice because he's very analytical in, uh, in nature. So uh, what you can think of when change doesn't happen is ask why isn't the elephant going or, or going in the direction you care about? Or why is the rider so demotivated or unable to guide the elephant properly? But uh, the interesting part is that there is a third element to it. Do not disregard the environment in which we operate. And this is a theme, again, that we've spoken about in previous episodes. So the elephant and the rider may be very powerful, very charged up, motivated. But what if the path is full of thorns? How will they make progress? So that from that metaphor starts switch. And I think uh, if at all there is one framework that you should start with, Forget about the actual change management process. Think of your situation as the elephant rider and path model. And then the rest of it uh, is how you apply uh, the actual activity framework. So uh, let me pause here and see if you have any comments on this metaphor. Do you find it very useful, very visual, concrete way of thinking about this problem? Yeah, I think this is very concrete. I could, you know, when you were speaking, I could actually visualize uh, an elephant and the rider and the path, you know, walking through some uh, jungle uh, or, you know, fields in Assam for that matter. Um, you know, and I think the, the point about the environment is very important. Uh, I think the elephant and the rider, the whole concept has been talked about in, you know, religious mythological texts uh, as well. I think there's some reference in, in Buddhism, if I'm not wrong. Uh, but uh, the, the whole idea of the environment is very powerful. And uh, do you think this is, this, this works in the context of both personal change as well as, you know, for teams or in organizations? Absolutely. I think we have seen the, you know, the framework of these nine ideas. Uh, apply in all kinds of situations. It could be uh, for yourself, it could be you trying to help someone in your family, or it could be you as a leader who's trying to, you know, uh, take this entire uh, team through a sort of a change management journey. So uh, it's, it's very useful because uh, this, uh, this idea that uh, we are emotional, 
uh, is something that applies not just to ourselves, but it applies to anywhere where humans are involved. And since teams are built of humans, we need to take all these three aspects uh, into consideration. So just to develop the idea further, uh, the rest of the, the book or Switches framework is how you can get the elephant moving in the right direction. Uh, how can you get the rider to overcome his uh, you know, paralysis of decision-making and how can you shape the path? I think these are the three uh, you know, components that build on this metaphor. So there is one, for, for instance, there is one uh, idea that I'd like to quickly talk about. Something that uh, is not that intuitive. So some of the other aspects in, these, uh, in the framework, like building habits or uh, making a change very concrete is something that I think a lot of people would have probably guessed themselves. But one idea called following the bright spots is something that uh, I think we have tried to consciously bring uh, into our work as well. The idea is that can you look when you there is some kind of change that you have in mind. Sometimes beneath the uh, under the radar, there are already people behaving the way that you want to behave. So uh, you might be wanting to pick up an exercise habit, or you might be saying, "I want my team to read more." But you could always find examples of people doing this. So following the bright spots means you go and ask them, you go talk to them, you go and observe them and try to find out how is it that they're doing this without you know, all this change management framework and nudging and pushing and incentives. They're already doing it. So what got them to do it? What can we learn from? What can we almost copy from them? So uh, once you look at this, uh, this model and you say, uh, how can you get it moving in the right direction? How can you overcome lack of motivation? How can you shape your path? Uh, simple ideas like this are almost practical, uh, you know, on the ground kind of ideas that you can use to change the way you do your nutrition, do your, your uh, reading. You can also use the same thing for getting your team to be healthy, uh, both in a in the sense of uh, physical well-being as well as, say, curiosity diet, like we always spoken about. Great. So, uh, any concrete examples of how we have actually used this framework in any of our engagements or work for our clients? I'll take two examples. One comes from our work on building innovation culture. So, some of the engagements that we get into are about creating the right sort of a culture that keeps an organization future relevant. Uh, so, you know, you have companies running programs around innovation, you have hackathons, you have uh, patenting programs. Usually it starts with some extremely energetic people who are willing to spend their weekends doing something like this. That is their, the first wave uh, of early adopters for any kind of program. You didn't, you didn't need to offer them a program like this. They will innovate even if you ask them not to. But that's the bright spot, right? So now the idea is the next level. How do you get more people uh, for come into this little group and how can you expand the group? So uh, we've looked at a switch framework to ask who are the bright spots? What can we learn from them? How are they managing their time? What is their motivation and incentive like? Uh, so that is the, the rider. In terms of the elephant, can we make some uh, their, uh, their stories, uh, their accomplishments more visual, more concrete and use that to get more people involved? Finally, in terms of shaping the path, what are the obstacles that someone would face when trying to join an innovation program. Uh, so for instance, uh, you may say that you want to have a Friday uh, half day for innovation, but what if your manager isn't really allowing you the space to do that? So 
you you need to consider the the, the environment the path and so in our uh, interventions we've uh, you know brought some of these stories to life we've actually uh, there there is another idea called shrinking the change so we say that if if you are a someone who's like a consultant you're on the road uh, you can't contribute to innovation like an r&d engineer but is there a, a simpler or smaller way in which you can contribute maybe you can play the role of the customer and listen to an idea from an engineer and this is a way you can contribute so this is a, an example of how you can use multiple aspects of the framework to encourage more people to participate in innovation the other example i'd like to take is from our ctq compounds where uh, for a lot of people who join that it is a, a habit adoption uh, journey and so uh, you know uh, what we have done is make it easy for them to start a new habit like reading for instance uh, again to take the same example of shrinking the change uh, instead of asking you to read for half an hour or read a chapter we say we'll give you a short article why don't you start with that great so uh, you know can you also give me some context and uh, you know kind of roles slash people who will find these concepts very very useful so like uh, you know most people who are uh, followers of choose to think i think we can divide them into two groups one is decision makers who under, who are kind of the the rider or the general who have lots of these elephants and riders under them and they want you know they have a certain vision in mind so and they want you know everyone to contribute uh, to that so that's like if you find yourself in that general sort of mode and you want to reorient your troops uh you will find something like this uh, very useful it's a very practical change management uh, framework so it could be to create an innovation culture it could be getting more people to uh, contribute to curiosity uh, within the organization uh, it could also be something like uh, you know in recent times we we have uh, this loss of this water color cooler sort of environment uh, and therefore everyone is working remotely and you start want to start a new sort of a behavior which is to get people to come to these designated fun events that you have but you can't really impose this on people so this is a classic sort of elephant rider path sort of a combination and you could uh, use use it in that kind of a context as well the second is that you are uh, as many of our listeners are someone who's taking charge of their own career their own future relevance and you want to change something about yourself or you want to change something about your peers um uh, that is the other sort of example uh, context in which you can pick up switch uh, think about your problem in the context of this metaphor and apply the various uh, tactics that they've given to your problem great i think you know what uh, this book does is provides a, a framework to sort of navigate you know what we call as this complex thing called change and uh, i i think like the the book's title says you know make change happen when it is not so easy uh, i think that that's what it does and just to mix the you know two uh, elephant metaphors we also know about the elephant and the blind man parable uh, so if you were to bring that in and say that you know when you're confronted with any kind of large change or hard change uh, you can be lost because there are so many different aspects to the problem and if you are often the analytical type uh then you get paralyzed you don't know where to begin and that is where uh you know thinking of yourself as a rider who needs to uh, set direction comes in 
or if you are the overly emotional type that keeps getting into you know just rushes into the change but then realizes that no i have to backtrack a little bit if you're that kind uh, i think you will find that uh, this is the you know uh, this is the elephant that opens your eyes in some sense to the uh, to what you do next all right i think that that sums up uh, switch very well for our uh, listeners thanks a lot for this